Write on Audio, the podcast for writers and all who are interested in books, literature and the printed word. Write on Audio has moved to a weekly format, splitting our content into shorter, themed podcasts. Please be sure to subscribe in your favourite podcast app so you don't miss any of our editions. Write on Audio listener contributions, sharing your writing for the world to hear. This week on Write on Audio, we have a listener contribution from Carol Pluckrose. Carol is a writer, director, producer and actor. In 2014, she co-founded Boathouse Studios, a creative arts venue in Barking. As you'll hear, Carol is also a celebrant, officiating at funerals and weddings. Here's Carol to introduce her monologue. My name's Carol Pluckrose and I'm really thrilled to have been invited to share a piece of my writing here on the podcast around the theme of World's Heart. I have to say this was actually instigated by Chris Gregory, who makes these amazing podcasts. When we had a conversation in a little chat a month or so ago, and he prompted me to think about writing something about some of the celebrancy funeral work that I do. And so the piece that I'm going to share with you now is hot off the press, and um, I hope you enjoy it. This piece is called Funeral Story. It's 5am. Oh no, I can't believe I've done it again. Bloody alarm clock. How come I beat you to it every morning? Awake in time for farming today. Again, global food crisis, rabbit farms, beavers. Put the kettle on. Ouch, forgot to move the hoover out of the way. What is it with the hoover? Need to get a new one. Damn, run out of milk too. What do they call it? A perfect storm. Never really understood what that meant. Who are they anyway? Checked Google Maps yesterday. It says 42 minutes to Golders Green Crematorium. I don't know why I always need to check it. It's always 42 minutes. It hasn't moved. I have. But I'm not as moved today. Gosh, that sounds a bit callous. I mean, I am moved, but just not as much as other times. I'm curious. Harold was hated by his kids. That's really sad to be hated by your kids in the end. A miserable old git, his son's words, not mine. Our dad was a rubbish father, two-faced, two-womaned. Well, perhaps even more, he reckoned. At our Zoom meeting, Clive looked dishevelled, distracted. Shove him into the Lord's my shepherd. Shove him out to Jerusalem. Are you serious? Julie, his sister, was embarrassed to try to make excuses for him. You see, it, it all comes up to the surface. Detritus, secrets. And all he wanted was love. Isn't that all we all want? I feel for them. Nice cup of tea, despite the milk. Weetabix, slimming sweetener. Checked in mum's overnight carer. Says she's had a reasonable night. Mum's not wandered too much, thankfully, but is repeatedly saying, 
I'm scared of dying. A mantra now. Loss of selfhood. It's hideous. Note to myself. Must remember to order her new prescription. What dress shall I put on? I swear I've put on too much pandemic weight to get into my go-to fave. The big forgiving dress will have to do. Pull on my faithful black courts. 8am, got everything, script, folder, water bottle, check. Shit, text from Mel. She thinks her waters have broken. Not now, please. We'll have to wait until after the funeral. But what if she needs me now? Sandwich generation. The revolving door, my best friend used to call it, before she went through it without a bother, without a turn of her head. Fine thing, that, dissolving into the blue without so much as a glass of champagne or a leaving speech. Typical her. What am I dithering for? In the car now, on my way. Traffic's not bad, actually. ETA, 9am. The service is at 10am. I always like to give myself that margin of error. After all, you can't be late for someone's farewell, can you? I mean, my dad missed his own funeral. <laughs> Typical. Well, rather the mass went over time and he missed his slot at the creme. Only my dad. Last joke or something. It worked. And you get that from your chief minister, of course, but it's interesting as well to hear not just from... The Today programme on the radio. I like Justin Webb. His voice is calm, predictable. You might not know his story unless you've Googled it or caught a programme where he talked about it. Can't remember what it was called now. It's all just under the surface. His dad was as absent as today's dad. More even. Traffic's not too bad this morning. The A406 can be a nightmare. Into prep mode. Switch off, Justin, and start my vocal warm-up. Gentle vowels first, and then singing at the top of my voice with Joni, usually, sometimes Amy. Never look sideways when passing another car, and for goodness sake, don't put on lipstick at a red traffic light. In the zone now, focused. I like this bit, the lead up, and I love getting to Golders Green early. The memorial gardens are amazing, and the ashes interned in the columbarium. It's a library of famous people, Ronnie Biggs, Mark Bolan, Enid Blyton, and then there's Freud Corner. I sneaked in there once during the pandemic. It really was like the British Library. But a place I could wander for hours. Stories. But not now. Arrived with plenty of time to park comfortably, go to the loo. Time to breathe and focus on the family and the person. I never say the deceased. That belongs to an old way of doing things. It sanitises death. And we know a real dead person is there with us in the chapel. I just call them by their name. It's an obvious courtesy, isn't it? Time is so elastic. Einstein was onto something with that theory of relativity. I feel it so keenly at this pivot in time, entrances and exits. I check my phone for any texts from Mel. Nothing. Just a post on Instagram of her and her son, Charlie, my grandson. Makes me smile and it's a bit comforting. After all, she probably wouldn't post a picture of him if she was covered in amniotic fluid. That helps. 
people are starting to arrive. My, my vantage point in the car park is perfect. There's a few of them milling around now. Some are going to look at the rose garden. I'll go in soon, be discreet, have a quick chat with the chapel attendant, Tom. He's great, calm as a cucumber, does five to six funerals a day, but always so respectful. He hasn't forgotten that each one is someone's special person, even today's. Well, maybe especially today's. The ones that messed up need an extra careful bit of love, I find. I'm in the chapel now. Check the webcast is ready. Check the music is in order on the funny sound system. Idiot proof, supposedly. Took me ages to work it out when I did my first few funerals. And you can't rehearse. Well, there is no rehearsal. I mean, this is the real thing every time. And it's got to be right. The tone, the feel, the story. It's high stakes. And you have to be able to hold the space for the family with dignity. The music starts. Doors open. I'm with Jenny, the funeral director at the front. We welcome Harold in and the family walk behind him. I follow. The pallbearers lift the coffin carefully onto the catafalque, the platform at the front, and we bow to Harold. This time there's only a few people. Sometimes you can't move the numbers crowding in. Good afternoon. On behalf of Julie and Clive, I welcome you all today as we come together to say goodbye to Harold Arnold Dowdle. Julie and Clive are touched that you're joining them to pay your respects to their father, a man who lived a long, varied and full life. Harold had many interests and pursuits and his enigmatic and mercurial character meant that he had a wide variety of friends, colleagues and associates and navigated the numerous landscapes of his life with deft assurance. So today is an opportunity not only to say goodbye to Harold, but to reflect on the man, his life and his achievements, and to share stories about the many ways in which he touched so many people's lives. People often approach funerals with a certain dread and wish that they would be over quickly. There are so many mixed emotions, memories and unfinished conversations that rise to the surface when someone dies. And yet there is an innate, perhaps primitive human need to ensure that the person is carried out of the world with love and care and in a way that honours them and gives witness to the preciousness of their life. Our first reading today has been chosen by Julie and Clive. Happy the Man by John Dryden, England's first poet laureate in 1668. Happy the man and happy he alone, he who can call today his own. He who secure within can say, tomorrow do thy worst, for I have lived today. Be fair or foul or rain or shine. The joys I have possessed, in spite of fate, are mine. Not heaven itself upon the past has power, but what has been, has been, and I have had my hour. And then we're up and we're singing Jerusalem with a gusto that's reminiscent of a school assembly. Clive is particularly rumbustuous. And we're almost there. In the end, there is peace and calm and a space holding. 
Clive has softened and Julie pats his hand. It's all there. It will all out eventually, one way or another. Stillness. Today you have remembered with love and gratitude a life that has ended. Return now to your own lives, enriched and inspired by the memories of Harold that have been shared here and will be further shared as you meet together afterwards. I'm smiling and shaking hands now. Thank you, it was a beautiful service. An aside, we never really got on, the daughter-in-law sighs nonchalantly. Back in the car, I slip off my course and pull on my trainers, turn on to the A406, pick up the end of woman's hour. We had a good send-off after all. My phone rings. It's Mel. Phew. False alarm. Won't be long now, though. Thank you to Carol Pluckrose for writing and performing the monologue you just heard. As always, we'll post links so you can find out more about Carol and the Boathouse in the show notes for this podcast. Write on Audio is produced by Chris Gregory and it's an alternative stories production for pen to print. 